Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. It's Thursday, hope you're having a great week. Just one more day to the weekend. Hopefully you're planning on spending some time alone, some friends, family, out in nature. I hope you're thinking about it. What are you going to do with your time? Because today we are going to talk about one of my favorite books. Lately, I've noticed my wife has been rereading the book, Our Thoughts Determine Our Lives, The Life and Teachings of Elder Thaddeus of Tofnika. For the third time, third time she's read it. It's an amazing book. It's one of those books where it's an easy read, yet it's a hard read. You know, you can fly through it and be like, oh, that was good. That was refreshing. I feel enlightened. Or you could just focus on a page and read it over and over, almost word for word. It's inspiring to watch her work through it again, especially knowing what that book means. The book It's a testimony to living, to learn in the spirit, free of worldly influence. Truly learning how to be in the spirit of God and following God's path for us every moment of the day. It's aspirational, I think, for our spiritual journey. But what it means, what does it mean to lead a life of faith? It's not just in you know, I hate it when people simplify faith to, are well, you going to heaven or not? Or what's hell? Blah, 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 blah. No, it's what you're doing every day. It's how you live in your life. It's what kind of peace are you finding? Are you drawing closer to God? Are you having an impact on those around you? Our thoughts determine our lives. It, it gives us a clear picture also of why we suffer and cannot find peace. Gives us an answer to, One of the most perplexing questions people seem to have sometimes when they're thinking about God. Why do bad things happen? What do we do with that? Does God care? The fact that bad things happen, does that mean there's not even a God? Now, page after page of this book is filled with wisdom and more than a few passages have impacted and stayed with me over the years, but two stand out. Real short, but two stand out. One on humility and the other on the type of life we will live. Just short sentence on humility. Until you have suffered much in your heart, you cannot learn humility. I remember reading that and thinking to myself, man, isn't that true? Isn't that true? That the thing that allows us to find humility, what is humility more than anything? It's, to me, it's being able to listen. <laughs> it's letting your own thoughts not take priority of other things and people and just listen. Can you get down on your knees in silence and just pray and then listen? Can you sit there at peace with yourself and listen to your friends, listen to your loved ones, listen to your kids? Can you listen? Our ego wants to make us talk, wants to make us tell somebody what we want, wants to get our way. And I found this to be true in my life, that ultimately it is my suffering that has allowed me to listen. 
It is the things that have broken me that in none of those moments would I think, oh, this is a gift. This is a good thing that have actually been the things that allow me to be humble. And then in humility, which is always a battle, it's in those moments when you're listening, when you really find love, when you really find peace. And then the second passage, more than one sentence, just three. Our life depends on the kinds of thoughts we nurture. If our thoughts are peaceful, calm, meek, and kind, then that's what our life is like. If our attention is turned to the circumstances in which we live, we are drawn into a whirlpool of thoughts and can have neither peace nor tranquility. When you're angry, you're not having happy thoughts. (laughs) And when you're peaceful, you're not having angry thoughts. And usually the thoughts that lead, as Elder Thaddeus says here, to a whirlpool of thoughts are the selfish ones, the worldly ones, the ones we're more concerned about ourselves than others. Without humility, you cannot have peace. Without getting down on your knees, praying, listening to God, listening to others, you cannot have peace. Have you suffered? Have you suffered? Don't compare it. Have you had loss? Have you had disappointment? Have you just had moments of feeling anxious? I was talking to a friend the other day, and I could tell he was very stressed, and all he could really say is, I feel anxious. That's suffering in a way. What do those things cause? Do they cause despair, or do they lead you to humility? It's easy to let them lead you to humility if you'll allow yourself to just give in, to say, I can't handle this. I need help. I need someone. Get down on your knees. Just be quiet. Don't try to have things your way. Maybe your suffering can lead you to a peace that you can't find any other way. And then what draws your attention? What do you look at? What do you spend time doing, thinking about? Worldly, temporal things? Or peaceful, kind, important things? Man, I see it at the end of the day when I come home. If I spend my time on worldly stuff, gossip, news, it just unsettles me. But if I can put it away and sit on the couch or lie in bed and let the kids crawl all over me and tell them stories, you know, it usually starts out with me going, oh, not again, more stories I got to think up. And then by about the second or third story and elbowed in the chest and kicked in the groin and kids jumping all over me, I don't want to be anyplace else. Why is that? Because those whirlpool of thoughts have been replaced by the kids, by childish things. You know, think of that verse in the Bible. If you're going to come to me, you got to come as one of these children. That's peaceful, that's calm, that's meek. You know, kids are active, they're rough, they're aggressive. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're vulnerable. That's how we got to be. It's tough, I think, more than anything, because these things I'm talking about, I mean, these, these could be bad things. Maybe you were abused. Maybe you were hurt. Maybe you suffered great loss. And the last thing you want to hear is that was for a reason. 
And the things in the world that take our attention away from what is important, they're not all bad. Some of them are good. Some of them can be used for good. Yet, those painful things, we have to allow them to let us be humble. And then in humility, approach other people, approach God and listen, and to be in communion, to be a servant, to be meek, to be mild, and you'll find peace. A peace, I would argue, you can't find unless you've suffered. You'd be too full of yourself otherwise, too caught up in the temporal, in the moment of what you want. And then you've got to learn all those things that distract us. It does not matter on the surface how good they might appear or how useful or how productive. If they are taking us away from those moments that we can draw close to the people that need us in life, the places that we find peace, going for a walk in the woods, spending time with a child, talking to an old friend on the phone, all these other things that take us from those things ultimately leads to disharmony. It leads to a place where we can't have either peace or tranquility. We're just always chasing it. Quit chasing it. Quit chasing your own tail. Quit being caught in a whirlpool of thoughts that lead to anxiety and pain and depression. We all suffer. Let that suffering take you to a place of humility, down on your knees, broken, just listening, listening to others, going to places where people are broke and just being there, helping them, listening. And then don't be distracted. Focus on the pure things. Cling to it like you're cleaning out your closet for the spring. Get rid of all the stuff, even if it might be useful. But if it distracts you, if it keeps you from peace, if it keeps you from what is important, get rid of it. Because ultimately, our thoughts determine our lives. Our thought in this moment that leads to action is who and what we are. And without humility... And without being focused on the right things, it will always lead to the whirlpool of disharmony. So as you approach this weekend, use your thoughts, use your pain to think and plan humbly. And then help that stranger, help that child, help that friend, go for that walk in the woods. Just sit there and listen to the people close to you with no agenda but to be present, to help them. Man, do that for a full day. Do that for a full two days. There is no chance your perspective on life won't be improved. You won't have a little bit more peace, a little bit more tranquility, a little bit more happiness, because that's what it's all about. That is what matters. So until next time, my friends, which will be tomorrow, Friday, and I will kick you off into the weekend. You better aim high. Spread your wings. Keep your eyes on the things that matter. Humility. The kind of thoughts that we have. Helping others. Finding peace. So until next time, you get a double one this day. Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. 
For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.